Everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. This episode is another perfect concert playlist, and I let Ron decide the format. We're doing Southern Rock, which is something I'm kind of ignorant on. Uh, I, I didn't know I'd be this lost. So, uh, there is a rare thing that we've done once before where we chose a band. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't you and I. It was when John was the first host. And I didn't really care for the second band that he chose, so I was allowed to substitute Kiss for... I can't remember who it was, honestly. Um, I think it was Def Leppard, and I figured I was going to pick the same exact songs that he was going to pick, so I went with Kiss instead. So this time, uh, there is one trade-out. He's going to have a band that I'm not going to do, and then I'm going to have a band that he's not going to do. So who are we starting off with? Who are we starting off with? Uh, let's start off with... The one everyone probably knows in this genre, uh, aside from like Allman Brothers and Skinner, we're gonna go with Molly Hatchet. Okay. All right. So uh, started off with this. And one thing about this band, the only I would have never known about, actually probably heard them on the radio at some point as a kid, more than likely, but didn't really get into him until Fane came into my life and I had access to all of his, that's my stepfather for those of you who don't know uh, he had all this big old record collection of, and on these, in this record collection he had this Viking looking uh, fantasy artist hero, you know, warrior what have you, uh, album from Molly Hatch and I'm thinking oh this sounds cool, this, it really looked heavy metal <laughs> I'm like I didn't know he was into heavy metal. This is cool. I pop it in, and then it's not heavy metal. It's good. It's just not what I expected. Yeah. Well, you know, and I got to tell you, so the first time I had ever heard this band was at your house on vinyl. Uh, and yep. and for the longest time still, and I know, I know if I pause and think about it, I realize they're two different bands. But for some reason, I thought Hair of the Dog by Nazareth was by Molly Hatchet. And because if you look... They're both southern bands. They both came out around the same time. They both use Frank Frazetta art as their uh, album covers, so you can see a little bit why I got confused. There's a little bit of crossover. There's a whole lot of those. Uh, those are the album arts that I like. The ones where you have people on the front, and they were just some photographer taking a picture of the band. Some of them were good, some of them didn't. Yeah. But when they did these, we got Frank Frazetta, uh, Boris Vallejo did a couple of his, and Thomas Arras. These were fantastic do you know who was an album designer in the 70s what was that there's a guy there's a very famous comedian rest in peace uh snl cast member who was an album designer he did the covers during the first half of the 70s before he decided to go into acting you'll never guess that it would be phil hartman seriously yep his first like five or six years of the 70s he was designing album covers Okay, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Mr. Hartman, all right. So if, uh, if we dig into this list of mine, um, I will have to admit this. Growing up, I probably only listened to three or four of their songs, so I really had to dig into this and really get into it a little more. Um, but obviously, number one is going to be Flirting with Disaster. Um, I think if I'm looking at this correctly, there's only two albums that I pulled out of the 70s because it's right at the end of the 70s. So we really didn't have a whole lot to choose from. So we're looking at Flirting with Disasters album and the Molly Hatch self-titled one. Uh, Whiskey Man would be number two. Let the Good Times Roll. Uh, they did a Long Towel Sally Jam. This is actually off of a different album in 79. It was a live album. 
I do believe Long Tail Sally is not one of theirs, obviously. I, actually, I know that. It's not one of their songs. Yeah, well, they did They did quite a bit through their career covers. Yes. Well, I was like, this live version of this was just fantastic. I would love to hear that live. That would have been awesome. Um, the Price You Pay, uh, Trust Your Old Friend, Boogie No More. What's great about this one is like, it's a six minute long song the first two minutes the lyrics are done after that there's four minutes and nothing but jamming <laughs> <laughs> and it's fantastic uh, it's all over dreams I'll never see and uh, kind of a cool one called Creeper off of the uh, self-titled uh, album yeah that was a pretty and good that's one my top 10. yeah they're a lot more blues than I expected once the 80s hit they yeah. started to change their format they did I was like um was it Danny Joe Brown left the band and right in 1980 they replaced him and they just went straight up rock it's just didn't sound when he came back they kind of got their sound back a little bit but they were at that point trying to evolve and and adapt with the times and it wasn't bad by any means but it was no longer this what they were right well I think I think they're of the three bands we looked at there are no spinoffs uh, there's like a million spinoffs of Leonard Skinner and Allman Brothers, and there are no spinoffs whatsoever. It's always been Molly Hatchet. Like, they're locked in with each other so tight for all these years. Alright. If I remember correctly, actually, there's a little bit of a. Well, we'll get to that when I get to my, my next band. I'll get on that. Okay. So, what do you got? Um, I only have six. Uh, okay. So, I have Flirtin'. I mean, obvious. You gotta. It's okay. the best way to start the, the concert off with. Uh, Dreams I'll Never See. Maybe I shouldn't have put that one so close to the beginning. I should probably move that one back. I'll go Whiskey Man for number two, then Dreams I'll Never See. Uh, then their epic Fall of the Peacemakers, which is astonishing. I can't believe this wasn't a big hit. I, it's truly uh, uh, like their version of Freebird, like this huge uh, emotional piece that I really loved. Um, and then we're going to go kind of bluesy bar band with Beating the Odds, and it's all over now. There you go. All right, so your second band? My second band. I'll just move right in. Let's see. Uh, talking about tie-ins to Skinnerd. I'm going to move on to Blackfoot. This is my offshoot band here. Um, Blackfoot, I thought I knew more about going into this. That's why I was so uh, gung-ho on choosing this one. Uh-huh. Until I actually sat down and tried to listen. And I'm like, wow, there's, this is going to be a hard one. <laughs> but, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're a great band. Um and the more I listened to it, the more I realized that I just, but when I first sat down to make this list, I thought I, I picked the wrong band, but I was wrong. Um, so Ricky Medlock and uh, bassist uh, Craig T. Walker, they were members of Leonard Skinner. Uh, they had started up this band Blackfoot at the beginning and then got invited to be part of Skinner and then ended up leaving Skinner to go back to Blackfoot and then, then it took off from there. Um, they weren't in Skinner for very long, if I remember correctly. 1971, something along those lines. Um, but anyway, um, Train, Train is the number one that sticks out for me here. That harmonic work at the beginning, that's something I've always been wanted, wanted to be able to do myself. I even bought a set of harmonicas, and I'm nowhere close to being able to sound like a train on those things. But <laughs> What's funny is you I and I talked about this. I knew this song, but I didn't know that it was a cover when I heard it a million times. It was off the Cherry Pie album by Warren. Because they did it, I, what am I thinking of? Actually, yeah, that's the one reason. Yeah, when you told me about that, I had 
no idea they had covered that song. And it's a fantastic version, too. Train uh, Train. Who else covered this? Was it Lenny? Lenny Kravitz? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I, and if you ask me, are we sure it's, it is an original, right, by Black Floyd? Because <laughs> what's the it one is, that... Era- as far as I know, although a lot of these old songs, I mean, they're coming from old bluesy uh, standards and what have you, as, long as, that, as far as that goes, and it's possible some of these songs may have come from that. Yeah. Uh, there's a... I'm a big rockabilly guy. I don't know if this will ever show up in the in the episodes, rockabilly, even like the rev- uh, the revival. Uh, but um, there's a guy named Johnny Burnett who did like 90 songs about trains. It was really weird. I know Aerosmith covered one of them, but I don't know if anybody else did. Okay, I want to hear that. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, no, they, they, you know, the train kept a rolling all night long. That's a Johnny Burnett song. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And also um, Ringo covered one of Johnny's songs, uh, Year 16. Ringo did? Yeah, Ringo uh, covered that. It's it's a little weirder when Ringo did it because he was almost 30, but... <laughs> Ringo. Ringo and Rainbow are two totally different bands. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you said Rainbow. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, okay, so I'm kind of cheating here. I think I put uh, Fox Chase in here by Blackfoot, but they're from 19... It's from 1980. Sorry. <laughs> uh, left turn on a red light. That's off the Strikes album. A lot of hits came off Strikes album, but somehow I managed to only get one of the song, two songs off of that one. Two. I'm sorry, Highway Song. I already said that. Let's turn on the red light. Highway Song are both off Strikes. Stars. Um, Born to Rock and Roll. Railroad Man, which was their first single ever released, and it was really good. I Stand Alone. Uh, Feeling Good and Mother. Were my top ten of them. Okay. Um, so I kind of went overboard on Leonard Skinner. <laughs> and like you said, all the songs I pick are probably gonna, probably would have made your list too. So, um, I have started off with Give Me Three Steps, which again, okay, so here's the weirdest thing is, I never knew anything about Leonard Skinner except the two big songs. It was always a joke in the 90s, remember? Like every time, play some Skinner! You know, <laughs> at every concert thing. You and I used to joke about it too. Isn't that what the guys yelled at us about across from the river? Remember, we used to hang out under the train tracks by the river and we were like, play some skitter! The guys go, shut the hell up! <laughs> um, but we had that post. Yeah, I remember there was going to be. There was going to be a Leonard Skinner movie coming out and you had the poster on the wall our first year in college. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's called Freebird. Um, but I didn't know anything about them, so I'm listening to these songs. I go, "This is this is one of theirs too." Like I kept doing that over and over and over, and I didn't know they sang so many hits. I mean, these guys must have been massive in the '70s. Skinner's one of those bands when they came out, like day one, first album, almost every song on that first album was still popular to this day. It was that good. Wow. Okay, so the second song is one that I didn't think was that good, but I realized it's been stuck in my head for two weeks, is Give Me Back My Bullets. <laughs> I find myself singing it all the time. Um, number three is That Smell. Um, I said that as I farted. <laughs> Jeez, I'm such a child. <laughs> uh, my fourth one is Don't Ask Me No Questions. Um... And then I'm going to take it down a little bit to Tuesday's Gone, which I think is a really great 
fantastic yes. song. Uh, number seven, t seven, whatever, the seventh song. What am I on? I don't even know what song I'm on. Let's just keep going. <laughs> uh, what's your name? Um, and here's one. Uh, the next one is Call Me the Breeze, which until I started listening to this two weeks ago, I thought was called Call Me Dupree. <laughs> Do you remember that movie, You, Me, and Dupree with Owen Wilson? And they sued because they said the song, uh, the movie was based on that song. And I was like, they had a song called uh, Don't Call Me Dupree. Okay. And that's what was stuck in my head until just recently. It's amazing the things we, we, we make up in our minds. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> uh, then I'm going to follow it up with Saturday Night Special. Uh, again, I didn't know that was their song. It's so good. No. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's a cliche. But come on. You're at the concert. You want to end it big. Freebird. Yeah, I gotta go with it. I know, so. I know we picked it, and that was your band, but if you don't mind, I might just go down my list here. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I didn't go with Sweet Home Alabama. I'm okay with it, but it, I, I'm kind of burnt out on it. I am not joking. You you probably picked, what, five, six, maybe seven of the songs I picked. Yeah. So, Simple Man, Tuesday's Gone. Oh, Simple Man, I forgot that one. <laughs> well, Don't Ask Me No Questions is a fun one. The Ballad of Curtis Lowe. That was a great one, too, yeah. That was, that was great. Swamp Music's fun. Call Me the Breeze. Give Me Back My Bullets. What's Your Name? Little Girl. Uh, I Know a Little. And you got that right. And sorry about my singing. It's okay. <laughs> Wait till I talk, start yodeling during our yodel episode. Uh, we're going to be doing a polka episode. <laughs> sorry, anyway. Okay, so... I guess technically I gave you another list, so why don't we just let you do the next one? <laughs> okay, uh, Almond Brothers, so that's my last of the bands. Um, actually, the shortest, oddly enough, and I went through all the spinoff bands, too. Um, so, State Statesboro Blues is how they're going to open up. Um, and I know, I know that Jessica has no words and is just instrumental. And for the longest time, I didn't know the name. I would just refer to the, you know, the song that goes, I just go by the rhythm instead of the actual name. So I'll go with that one. Number nine is Soul Shine, which I thought was a really great song. Midnight Rider, I think, is one of the coolest songs in history. Um, it opens up the movie Walking Tall with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, I love it so much. You would think that would be my closer, but no, I'm actually going to go with a spinoff when Greg Allman went off on his own, and it's I'm No Angel. Oh, yes. Uh, that's that's the song I keep popping up on my, uh, what is it? I don't know what I'm, I think it's in 80s. Yeah, I think uh, it was 82, was 83. What's that? I think it was like 82 or 83. Right, it's only a couple years in, so yeah. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, I'm telling you, it's really hard to just pick 10 of those because honestly, this is a band and this is one of the, the bands that started this genre. Um, I could sit and listen to them for four or five hours straight just listening to them play because there's something about the blues, it just gets me into a groove, and I just love it. And the way they do it is just fantastic. You know what I was listening uh, to the other day? Um, what's up? is I put on the Allman Brothers on the radio at work, and it, it doesn't play their just their stuff. It plays stuff similar to it, and it played Kenny Wayne Shepherd, 
And I couldn't believe I still remembered every single word of Blue on uh, yeah, uh, Blue on Black. I was like, man, I remember when this song was massive. I drive a school bus and I have a playlist going that's, that Pat is on uh, every once in a while and I find it really hard not to just sing out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was looking at the bands and there's so many connective tissues to uh, the Allman Brothers and Leonard Skinner and during the Leonard Skinner I almost chose 38 Special but it turns out Donnie Van Zandt was never actually a member of Leonard Skinner so I didn't, I decided not to. Gotcha. Let's see, um, Oh, I guess it's my turn, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Wouldn't Lose a Draw would have been number one for this one. Um, Midnight Rider, of course. Uh, Revival from Idle Wild South. Wild, uh, that's hard. That's easy for me to say. Idle Wild South from 71. <laughs> uh, Stormy Monday. Well, that is an awesome slow grooving song. Uh, one Way Out, Melissa. That was the, the first album they did after Dwayne had passed um, it's a really good tune. Trouble No More, Little Martha. Uh, it's a great little listen. Like you said earlier, it's, it's just an acoustic jam. It's like two minutes long, but it'd be a great transition into something else. Um, Ramblin' Man, Southbound, just gets me every time with that bass groove. It just drives. You know, yeah, Southbound <laughs> almost made my list. Music it's always, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, Southbound almost made my list. I marked it out to replace it with Soul Shine. Gotcha. There's one thing I noticed about their mix, the, the Allman Brothers mix, or at least on some of their albums. Whoever did, uh, was the producer on that album, or the, uh, is that right? Yeah, producer. Uh, they did the mix really well. That bass just pops out in front. I love that. As a bass player, of course, maybe I'm a little biased, but uh, Jessica did make my list, but it was on number 11. <laughs> is that cheating? No, I dude, there, there's no there's no real rules. I was thinking today, okay, so I'm at the gym and I'm just goofing around, and the new personal trainer was asking me what I was attempting to do, and I said, "What do you mean?" And she goes, "Well, what what uh, you know, muscle form, whatever she said, some technical term, did I was I trying to achieve?" And I was going, "I I just want to have fun." She goes, "Oh, oh." Really? And I go, yeah, I just have fun. And I go, that is literally my goal in life. I don't like rules. I don't like structure. I just want to have fun. And that's how I feel about this. There was, I mean, we have a general idea of what we want to do. It just helps form. If there's no rules, period, I have no idea how to organize this. <laughs> so I don't care if you break exactly. them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. go to a concert and they, they, you know, there's always going to be encores and what have you. Yeah. Well, you I'll know I'm terrible with structure. The last album was like 2003. <laughs> Did you know that? What's that? They released a studio album in, in 2003. It's called Hit the Note. And it still had that same Allman Brothers sound. And this is three decades later. It still rocks. Yeah. They've got an instrumental. It's called Instrumental Illness on there. It's 12 minutes long. It's just a jam session. Wow. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, what did we decide for our next episode? I can't remember now. Dang it. I can't remember. We're doing a second part of the Southern Rock Bands, but I cannot for the life of me remember. I think it was CCR. Cause that's that's uh, Louisiana, and then ZZ Top for Texas, and I think there's another one in there somewhere. Oh, you, yes, it was Steve Miller, but turns out Steve Miller was born in Michigan, so nope. <laughs> no, that's one thing I noticed. A lot of these guys came from Florida. 
Yeah, so we may just get stuck with just CCR and ZZ Top, uh, but I'll, I'll try to find something else in there. Southern Rock Bands. Let me look that up. And then double check I'll first say, before I say, yeah. <laughs> I'll say ZZ and CCR, we probably have a really big playlist. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm more of a, a 70s and late 90s ZZ Top back when they went to the blues band, but we'll see. Um, so check us out on Facebook and Twitter uh, under Hit Rewind. Subscribe. Uh, share and comment. I don't know why I forgot how to finish an episode. That's so weird. All right, Ron, say goodbye. Goodbye, Ron. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, that's not what you said. I totally remember that. Yeah, it's so old school. I love it. <laughs>